Uh, hello, is this Alex Simmons? I'll see if the mask is available. Do come in. Ah, good to see you, Boris. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. It's always good to see you. Just that, out with you. That limp is getting better. Well, thank you. You know, the corns, they grow so large over here. Yes, I, th I thought it was the uh, hump on your back, but that seems to have been what doing hump? okay. I hadn't noticed a hump. I'll hump? have to go check. Hump? What I'll hump? be right back. Uh, hey, Boris, is Chris here yet? Yes, sir. He's just arrived. Oh, thank you. Hey, Chris, how are you doing? Good to see you, Chris Ryan, to see Alex Simmons. Always good to see your butler. I haven't seen him in a while. Well, actually, we try and call him an a, a, you know, a, a employee, you know, the butler, servant, you know, that has sort of a connotation that, that he's a little uncomfortable with. D domestic executive. That's, you know, that's good. That's like, uh, what was that movie? Um, oh, uh, 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 oh, it was with uh, Andy Griffith years ago. Uh, no Time for Sergeant, mm -hmm. where, uh, yes, where he had to clean the toilets. He was in the Army and he had to clean the toilets. So they gave him the title of Permanent Latrine Orderly. Nicely done. Yes, yes, yes. Not a toilet cleaner, but a permanent latrine orderly. Yeah. Right, we don't. There you go. Well, it's all in how you I, speak. I, see, I hear you're bustling and, and, and moving around and doing well, things. Well, um, although I want to be quieter while we record, uh, this is the best my leg has felt in about three weeks. So I'm trying to stretch, you know, kind of see. Uh, three weeks ago, uh, my wife and I went down to um, uh, Greenwich. Yeah, we went down to Greenwich Village with my son, Tyler. Uh, he was registering for NYU. And since we knew your godson. That's right. And, um, you know, we knew the village better than him. So we kind of showed him where it was left him to his own devices, and uh, we traveled around. We went to Forbidden Planet. Ah, comic book uh, store, for those of you who don't know. Yes, yes. One of the great ones, you know. Uh, there's a couple of great ones in New York City. Uh, Jim Hanley's is still great. That one is still great. There's another one, Uptown Comics, I like a lot. Um, but Forbidden Midtown? Planet... Midtown? You mean Midtown or, or Uptown? Midtown Comics. Midtown, Midtown Comics. Comics. Yeah, yeah, the West 40s, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. So, uh, if you have a uh, visiting New York City and you're a comic fan, look at, go and see all three of them. You will not be disappointed. And, and you know, uh, I have to do, you did the shout out for absolutely the three of the, the well-known Manhattan uh, comic uh, stores, but I have to do a shout out for one of the great supporters of one of my uh, initiatives, which is Kids Comic Con. I have to give a shout out to The Lair, which is a great comic book oh, yeah. in the Bronx. And then we also have to give a shout out to Ah Yeah Comics, which is up in Westchester. And mm -hmm. um, Mark and Franco have been, you know, really supportive and great guys, too. So, you know, let's just let but, folks know that if you're in New York, there's plenty of places to go to get your comic fix on. Okay. And while it's not in New York City, I'm going to talk about Joker's Child and Fairlawn. Ah, uh, they're the only. Me. They're the only comic bookstore because they run it like a bookstore. It's a beautiful store well run by great people and they carry uh very often they carry uh, our blackjack books and my novels so oh, i um, like them so much uh, already <laughs> uh, last time i was there uh i gave them a full set of the rapid reads 
And uh, we'll see what we do with that. But Joker's Child is fantastic. But all of these are just as, you know, as uh, anyway, they're kind of an aside. Well, actually, um, they're the result of what we're going to talk about anyway. Well, well, you asked me about my leg, so I'm going to finish that. So, <laughs> oh, oh, that. Yeah, so, that's right. So I went to my house of worship, right, the comic book store, and then Tina, my wife, the goddess, she took us to her house to worship, which was St. Patrick's Cathedral. Um, and, you know, we did everything you did there. We prayed, we lit candles, we did all that. Um, and then when we were leaving, I can only assume that I got a spiritual kick in the pants. Like, you know, come back more often. Because we're walking down well, the stairs. Why did you go to a comic book store first? <laughs> yeah, yeah, one of those things. Yeah, I, I took a step at the end of the you know, the last steps on leaving St. Patrick's, and I thought there was one more. So mm -hmm. I put my foot down with the force of lowering it to the next step, but I was already on the concrete, and I slammed and I tore my calf. Oh, yeah. oh. Then, very quickly, um, I took every bit of advice given to me so I was doing, you know, 10 different cures, and I wound up that some of them made it worse. <laughs> oh, so, geez. Yeah, so finally I, I, I went to a doctor, and she said, stop everything except ice and uh, elevation. Not even the rice thing, which is rest, ice, compression, you know, elevation. She just ah. wanted ice and elevation, and that helped. So it's and, I eat. Uh, I, I eat. That's what I was sounding when I was trying to walk. <laughs> Because, I, I mean, when it first happened, in the first couple of days, I had the Boris Carla Frankenstein walk. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And then, then I went to the Jerry Lewis, which was kind of <laughs> wackier. And as it got oh, a little better, yes, I, I was the Pee Wee Herman. Nah, 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 you know? And then my <laughs> colleagues were teasing me. They said I had a pimp walk. Oh, and my goodness. Sometime yesterday, one of my colleagues came up, and they go, there he is. And I looked around. I said, what are you talking about? He says, there's the Chris Ryan uh, swagger. Swagger? Oh, you they, swagger. They think I have, yeah, they think I have. Uh, it's just, the, you know, kind of the Bronx people and New York City people walk a little quick. Yeah. And they, yeah I they find take it funny. You were born and raised in the Bronx, mm -hmm. but you moved what? I was, 30, I was 33 when I moved, so I was... The Bronx was, uh, was in my, solidly in my bones and blood and always will be. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, uh, so in any case, my leg is better. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> <laughs> I did find that it was harder to concentrate on writing uh, with uh, uh, a roughed up leg, but you can find a way. Okay. Well, folks, we, we've shared a little bit of life with you there because you all writers, all creators have life. You live life. That's what you reflect in your work. Yes. So as we segue from life, and, and of course, Chris, well, I can hear that you're, you're back. <laughs> it's a multi, you know, it's a multifaceted thing, life, yes? Yes. And today we kind of want to talk about the multiple facets of an independent writing life. See how we segued right in there, folks? Segway. Segways yeah, are right, segway. baby. Yes. They're not so, just a goofy ride. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we had, um, in the past couple of episodes, if you guys have been paying attention, okay, uh, we've had a couple of things happen. And, and uh, episode, I guess it would be 43, 
I don't number these, but I do know that basically we're up to 40. It was 43. So the one before the last one, uh, we talked about deadlines and the importance of deadlines and how some of us have trouble with deadlines and we, you know, the different mindsets about deadlines and all that. And then in episode 44, the last one prior to this, uh, I came on uh, solo. Uh, yes, I did a couple of numbers by myself. And I talked about a struggle that I had had with a project that, that Chris and I are working on, a blackjack project. Uh, we're, we're working on two separate stories that will be in the same book, which is going to be called Blackjack Trial by Fire and Ice. It's coming out in October. And, you know, we, there was a struggle that Chris and I had talked about before, but then I talked about my own particular struggle with um, a particular storyline that I was working on. And, and some of it, is the stuff that many of us go through, you know, in terms of uh, emotional state of mind, blah, 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 blah. So today we're going to, you know, sort of springboard off of that a little bit, but we're, we're you know, instead of focusing as much on the, the shall we say, the personal and emotional uh, aspect that we would focus a bit more on some of the professional aspects and some of that being uh, some of the tasks or the checklist of, of things that we have to do to produce either graphic novels, comics, or prose books, you know, when yes. you're self-publishing. Now, before we talk about that, can we yes, talk sir. about one, it's tied to all the stuff you have to do as a, as a writer? Absolutely. But every once in a while, you get a shot in the arm. Every once in a while, someone speaks out of the ether and confirms ah. the connection between writer and reader. And, oh, my God, it makes a Ooh, nice difference. alliteration there. Can, yes. Thank you. Can we talk about what, the letter we, we, received? what we received from Carla? Yes, yes. We received a really nice, really, really nice letter from one of our listeners, uh, Carla. I won't say her last name because she didn't give us permission. But Carla, uh, she's been commenting on some of the things that we've been doing, and, and, and she wrote us this really wonderful letter, which, as Chris just you know, said, really just lit the bonfires. So, Chris, you want to you articulate it? Well, um, uh, are we looking to quote from it? Is that what we're doing, or are we I, just I talking about it? I think you can share it in any form that you so choose. Uh, well, uh, you know, <laughs> the first thing is that Podcasts like this, although, you know, we always invite people to write to us or comment below, you know, just statistically, you know, you usually get one comment out of 5,000 listeners or something. So, you know, it tend not to get a lot. Um, when you hit a certain threshold, then the threads start, and that's a whole other adventure. Mm -hmm. But um, here we got a letter from uh, uh, Carla. And her, the first line just just filled me full of energy. So I enjoy your podcast. She said, Dear Alex and Chris, I enjoy your podcast tremendously, just as an oral historian and word lover. Your genuine camaraderie and trust for one another is inspiring. Oh, oh man, that's fantastic. And then yeah. she told us a little bit about herself. Uh, she's a, if I hope I pronounce it right, she's a jelly or a groit in the Northwest African tradition, which is a storyteller as far as I can tell. Yeah, a griot. And, it's a, a, a storyteller, yeah. A griot, yeah, a griot. And um, 
she has, uh, it sounds like she has a story circle with uh, younger, younger children. And now they're, they're starting to want to see the stories in books and stuff. So it looks like she's going to um, write uh, down some of the stories she's been telling, which is, and she kind of, has kind of said, you know, thanks for inspiring me and thanks for reading my mind and answering some of the questions I have. And even some of the ones she hasn't asked us, we've answered. So I love it. That's right. I love it. But I wanted to tell her, uh, uh, thank you so much for that and how much energy you generate in us by that, those, you know, simple kind words, you know, it's always those simple acts of kindness and, uh, that are so generous that it inspires the, the mm-hmm. receiver, you know, so I'm glad that the connection is made. I'm glad that we are of some service to her. Um, I can't wait till she uh, writes her uh, collection and I yeah. hope she gets back in touch with us so we can uh, support it and promote it. And uh, please call her as much as we loved hearing from you and we'd love to hear again. Anybody else, uh, we love it. And uh, thank you again. If you don't mind, I think I'd like to throw out another little carrot to Carla. Since she has already made the commitment to, to do this, to, to write down some of these stories, Carla, once you've done that, once you've gone through that process and you've written down these stories, let us know, because I would be and maybe having you on for a short segment and, and ask you about your experience and, and what was it like. And, and if you shared it with the children, you know, what was their reaction? That would, I would be, be very so, That would be that. so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So See, that's that camaraderie thing. That we and and it, I think it does tie in to us uh, talking about, you know, the truth about being a writer is it's, you know, it, to quote Richard Price, he said to me one time, uh, writing is putting your butt in the seat for hours on end. It's a lonely journey. Yes. Mm. And being a modern writer, uh, it's also about getting the word out there, doing your own promotion. Uh, and uh, that means maintaining uh, a social media presence and uh, today we'd like to talk a little bit about that stuff because, you know, it's the whole package. You got to do everything these days. Well, you you brought it up, and I think I'm, I'd, I'd like to sort of set the tone that you expressed earlier because I think that's that's a good piece of where we are these days. Is it used to be that a prior to the the, the big surge of independent publishing? You know, you'd get with a mainstream or a small publishing house and they would put your work out and they would do the, the, the PR and the distribution. And, you know, if, if they were really good, maybe you'd get on some sort of a tour where you'd be signing in bookstores or whatever or colleges if it was you know, that kind of book. But once the, the independent movement started and really got going, OK, so now we're responsible for all of those aspects. And so, again, it was about basically learning how to how to promote. What are you doing? Uh, there's a uh, <laughs> there's a canine in the house named Sonny, uh, and uh, he doesn't care if I'm recording or not. He wants to play catch, so he brings uh, one of his toys over, and I'm supposed to take it and throw it so he can go get it. But every once in a while, he decides I'm also a fighter, so that little growl is him trying to hold on to the toy. I was trying to do it so silently. But yeah, uh, now, no. now I'm, I'm, I'm busted. Anything. That's what I was thinking. I said, wow, Chris, go have some toast or something. Uh, but, okay. 
Yeah. So anyway, what I'm saying is that, you know, at, at that earlier point of this whole entrepreneurial campaign or, or crusade, it was about learning those basics. What's it like to put the books together? What's it like to promote the books, get distribution, get, you know, and build up a, a, a following, whether it's, you know, hand-to-hand, uh, face-to-face, or social media. But these days, and this is the tone that you, you sort of uh, brought up earlier, there's another hurdle. And this one has, you know, it's not just a fence you have to leap, there's barbed wire wrapped around it. And that is how much of who you are in terms of your, your personal, political, social, lifestyle position, how much of that do you share as you're promoting your books, your, your art? Because there's not only are you now seeking to find the tribe or the community or the fan base that's going to be attracted to you, but you're also dealing with the ones who go, nah, I don't want you here. You know, I don't want to hear your thing. And it's not like I'm going to work towards squashing it. Yeah. And so that, that was not a challenge we really had to deal with, to use the phrase, back in the day. Sure. Uh, the, worst, the worst you encountered was, you know, some unpleasant reviews. Right. I think the latest book, my latest book is A Simple Rebellion, uh, because it has uh, coming out of kind of red, white, and blue mist. Um, it started react, uh, generating some knee-jerk reactions. Um, and I, you know what? I think I should have kept them and used them against these clowns. Uh, but, you know, die. You know, communist, That was a quote, folks. That's sad. not him telling me that. Yeah. These, right. these, were the, these were the responses that I got in some of the promotional material. So women, um, so some of them said die, others said what? Die was one, commie was another, and fag was another one. That's with an um, F, folks, not an in, S. Yeah. In doing a, a little research on these three, they all seem to be high school athletes uh, from the Midwest, Indiana, Ohio, places like that. You know, they weren't hard to find because uh, they were they were uh, responding from their own personal accounts. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so it was kind of weird. But you do have to be out there, and you do have to. Uh, one of the things that we can tease right now is that both you and I are having our websites redesigned mm-hmm. uh, to give it a, both of them get a fresh new look and to become more useful to people who might be interested in any of the stuff that we do. Um, it's just, it's part, it's part of the reality, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there are some uh, authors, published authors who aren't really on Facebook and all that stuff or, or, or Twitter. Or, um, but that's because they made their bones and found their audience before all of that hit and you know they continue with the traditional ways but some of the older writers you know like Richard Price doesn't really have a a media present but it's the stuff that he does he's you know he's always doing something that HBO is promoting or his book company is promoting Uh, so that's how we get it out there Walter Mosley also doesn't really do doesn't seem to do 
his own um, social media. But there's Walter Mosley so, social media out there um, promoting his latest book, his latest work, and all that sort of stuff. So that's how some of the older ones do. But the younger ones, you know, how do you differentiate yourself when Amazon um, and other platforms, you know, are distributing hundreds, if not thousands, of new titles per day, you know? Plus, plus they're also, um, just, just to shine this light, uh, they're also changing the algorithms. Not only Amazon is changing algorithms sometimes, but some of the, the conduits, the independent uh, print-on-demand or publish-on-demand platforms that we had to go to, some of them are shrinking or vanishing or changing their rules or well, being eaten yeah. up by a larger uh, organism. And subsequently, you know, it's another way of forming a new set of gatekeepers. Well, a new you know, set of challenges. Amazon got beat up by the, I think it was five sisters left. It used to be seven sisters, right? The big, big name uh, publishing companies. They got beat up because they were saying that Amazon was giving an even playing field to the small independents uh, than they were to these people who were funneling in hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, um, maybe even millions a year. Uh, as a business plan, I can understand the big companies uh, complaining. Mm -hmm. As an independent publisher, uh, it's, I think it's bordering on unfair labor practice or unfair business practice because, you know, you're making it twice as hard, three times as hard for me to get in there. You know, Amazon bought Goodreads, and Goodreads used to let you do free promotions. You could do free book giveaways, um, and it would generate reviews, which would generate sales. You know, now that same promotion will cost me $500. Right, now, so the, the thing they used to give for free, you now have to pay $500 for. Well, I don't, know if, I don't have $500 to pay for that promotion. So what it does is it knocks me out of that marketplace. You know, Goodreads is no longer the friend to the independent publisher that it once was. You know, uh, and that's because Amazon bought it. Now, you know what? I, I shop on Amazon like everybody else does, but it's, you know, Bezos, the richest man in the world. He doesn't need to do that to the little guy. And he's the big enough gorilla where he could say to the big publishers, you know what? Tough noogies. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're not going to destroy these guys because they're going to mature and there's a way for you to bring them into your families. But, it's, you know, it's not right now. It's, it, so for a while I thought, wow, independent publishing was truly democratic and you could, you could have a chance that I was building an audience and, you know, it's, you're really feeling kneecapped now. And um, it's, it's frustrating, of course, it's sad, but it's one of those realities. Now, well, I, 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 I'm sorry, I just want to say that I think what that does push us to do, as everything does, is to think again, once more, outside the box and start developing or looking for other avenues, you know, doors that have not been closed, back doors or whatever you want to call them, or develop a new well, tunnel, you know. 
Yeah, and I would say two things to that. If anybody who's an independent publisher uh, has has found a way to get ahead on Goodreads and want to counter me, please, there's a comment section below, or you can write. We'll, email we'll, us. Right? Yeah, we'll, what's the email address there, Alex? <laughs> I knew you were going to do that to me. It's 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 on the um, it's on the. Hang on a second, I got to pull it up because I'm not looking at it. Right. Uh, but it is, I believe, TTDS twenty four seven. Yep. Uh, at where? Let me, let me let me just double check. No, that's our Instagram. Um, oh, that's our email is TTDS. So that's tell the damn story. TTDS on air at Gmail. TTDS on air at Gmail. And please, Correct. anybody who has an opinion on on the Goodreads situation. Please give me a call. We'd love or, or give us an email. We'd love to uh, get an education. And I also the second point is I don't want to make people think this is going to be one of those negative complaining uh, episodes. I think you're right. There, you have to find a way. And I think one of the things that is fascinating about being the little guy in the big pond is that it ultimately comes down to the same thing that differentiates your writing. You have to be and you have to learn to let 100% of yourself out in the writing for it to really sparkle and be unique writing, right? Same mm -hmm. thing has to happen on social media. You have to be true to yourself, and I'll throw an asterisk on that. True to <laughs> yourself, but asterisk. And the reason I put the asterisk is on is because social media is not the real world. Mm. Social media is uh, a, a land of special interests, a land of, you know, it's almost like a sci-fi fantasy land, you know. Uh, you know, the hobbits go out on, out of Hobbiton and go off, you know, they're on the beginning of their journey and they... they uh, they uh, find the big bear guy, the Bill, right? right? And it's like, ah, oh, you know, well, there's a, a, a troll or something. That's what happens when you go on social media. You're going to find some people who are supportive and some people who just love to be uh, against whatever you're talking about. An adversary, you know, yes, and, and, either, and either a fair or an ugly adversary, but they're, they're, they're there only to challenge you. You know, to make to make it difficult, and and again, not to go not to go into the deep, depressing you know place with this. Um, a lot of what writing is, a lot of what creativity is, is not only being inspired to to again compose a piece of music or choreograph a dance or write a story or deliver a remarkable acting performance or any of the other aspects of creativity, but it's also about finding the courage and the fortitude, the intestinal fortitude, to go forward with your idea, to put yourself out there into yeah. the arena and, and to lay bare that creative concept, that thing, and, and, and hope that you find uh, an audience, that the emperor sits there along with the rest of the fans and the thumbs go up instead of down. But if they do go down, how do you deal with that? Right. But first, yeah, you've got to be seen. So the and, work has to be seen. And I think you have to be aware of how you're being seen. Uh, for example, on Instagram, I'll, you know, if someone follows me, I'll follow them back. But over the, that next 
uh, same thing happens with Twitter, but on Instagram, um, over the next couple of days, if all I see is promotion of me, promotion, promotion, promotion of this new person I'm following, and it's, you know, buy my book, buy my book, buy my book, buy my book, unfollow. I have to see, I have to see more person than product. That's a good rule of thumb. You must Interesting, put out, I like that. More person more, than product. More person than product. You know, on my Instagram, I'll put uh, odd things that I see. I'll put, um, uh, well, the, the cat I usually cast as my... Uh, editor. My editor. <laughs> and the dog is just, he's just ridiculous. So he gets in there uh, as a dog. Eventually, he'll, he'll, he might... Uh, he might get a job at Seamus and Nunzio, my production company. I'm but thinking right now, security, personally. Huh? Yeah, right, yeah. security. <laughs> ah, bro. Um, uh, I speak about uh, my wife as the goddess. You know, it's kind of given her uh, uh, a title that is easy to latch on to an image, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, she thinks that I'm ridiculously overstating the matter. But it's another way of showing the personality. Um, so I try and do those, you know, three or four but different things. That's your things. personal account. That's your no, uh, no. Those are that uh, I'm uh, not on my personal Facebook account. Ah. My my Instagram account is called Chris Ryan Writes. My Twitter account is called Chris Ryan Writes, and my um, blog is Chris Ryan Writes. And eventually, the upcoming new website is Chris Ryan Writes. And uh, there's a Chris. Christopher Ryan author page on Facebook. In all of those areas, this is how I approach social media. Excuse me, I'm on the air. Yeah, but Go he's agreeing there. with you. He's yes. agreeing with you. Um, yes, he is. He's like, it's so fantastic. Um, yeah. And these are the elements that I put in there. I have a personal Facebook account that is mostly populated by old neighborhood friends and high school friends. And, you know, some of that same stuff will go on there or you know, uh, you know, some stuff about the old neighborhood or whatever. But uh, it's uh, the Chris Ryan Wright stuff that I'm talking about. I may talk about and I may put on Chris Ryan Wright's some passion for, you know, what's called classic rock or or the new book. Uh, I, I put a I posted a picture of um, Walt Mosley's new book, John Woman. Um, and that the stat, the angle with it was my wife, who works in a library now. You know, she saw it and she knows I like the author, so she brought it right home. You know, took it uh -huh. out for me, brought it right home. So that's you know, reason she's well, a goddess number four thousand and whatever, right? <laughs> okay. So it, well, you know, so all those things will happen, and then maybe the the fifth or sixth post will be you know uh, of a blackjack or or yeah, well, it's you know. It's here available, you know, and rather than say buy it now and then it's kind of like, you know, a horrible weather weekend, need some reading to keep your mind off it, boom. Thank you for listening to part one. Now, stay tuned for part two.